Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Wayne, do you think that adolescence is a foolish time for kids? Well, yeah, it can be, can it? It can be. You know what? And and parents need to be there to speak wisdom into the life of their child during the time that foolish things happen. Even when the child, the teenager says, I, I don't want to listen to you That's anymore. right. That's right. You know, I, I think foolishness comes to play because we are allowing our kids to start to make decisions. And when they start making decisions, they will fall. And if we're not there to speak truth into their life, they will become as a fool, is what Scripture would say. And so, moms and dads, this is where we have to stand and say, I'm going to stand beside my child, in front of my child when I need to, I'm going to stand behind them when I need to, to keep pushing them on to maturity, but I'm going to speak wisdom into their life. And the title of our program today is Wisdom in the World of Foolishness. right. And uh, when you and I were growing up, we had lots of opportunities to be foolish, but there are even more today that parents need to be cautious about. Yeah, because the consequences are so great from some of the behavior that our kids engage in. A lot more is allowed now than it was. And uh, deeper consequences as a result. So with everything that's going on in the world today, never has there been a greater need for parents to step up and speak wisdom into the life of our teens than today. Absolutely. And you know, you, you look at how our kids engage with one another, but even engage at the church. And I'm not speaking down on any relationships that they have. I'm not speaking in any negative way toward the church. But you look at the value of relationships has never been greater than it is right now because there are very few relationships that kids have. When you have a church that is more into worship in the mornings than it is sitting around talking in a room, there's something very good about that. It's adoration of our Lord. It's spending time saying we're going to spend time with Him Mm -hmm. and adore Him for all the great things He's done in our life. But what happens is you're taking away from the old style of the discussion that used to happen in a room when kids would always have discussion. Multi-generational. that's right. Mm-hmm. And so when you move that out and you move kids into a role where where they are getting their wisdom off of Facebook from other <laughs> friends who I would say perhaps other fools. You call that wisdom? <laughs> that's right. It's almost the blind leading the blind. Right. And you find that text is a great way to share ideas, but you get no response coming back. Mm. Never has there been a greater time for the need for parents to be involved in the life of their kids to share wisdom. And that's what this program is about, helping parents understand that, that you can give some something to your child. You need to give something to your child, because if not, they're not going to get it from anywhere else. There's some parents listening to you say that, though, and they're saying, but I've tried that, and it's rejected. They don't listen to me anymore. Well, yeah, you know what? And I think a lot of parents do this, Wayne. I think a lot of parents keep doing the same thing they've been doing with their kids up through, you know, seventh and eighth grade. You're going to have a devotion. We're going to make sure we pray at every meal. We're going to make sure that we have a spiritual discussion. You've got to go to church every Sunday. You've got, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But the difficulty is if I don't shift the way that I engage with my child to accommodate their needs, then they are not going to learn how to take what 
they have already learned and apply it to the world that they're in. I've got to shift my style so that they begin to pick it up just a little bit. I think a lot of these parents are frustrated because they're using an old way to communicate with kids who need to to communicate in a new way. And that's going to be through helping them in discussions and engagement and and tackling those issues that need to be talked about. I know you're going to offer us some practical ways that we can counter foolishness in our teens, but before we even talk about that, it just seems to me that as parents, we need to have wisdom spoken into our life so that we have something to pass on. Absolutely. We can't a- operate out of a vacuum, can we? Absolutely. You know, I, I think we've got to educate ourselves a little bit as to what is happening within the world of our teens. And, and I would ask parents, what are the top five things that you think your child is dealing with right now? What are they? You ought to be able to name those off just quickly. And if you can't, then that shows you that you need to find out what's going on in their world. You need to be a student. That's right. When I come to you and say that most kids are getting into trouble in their seventh and eighth grade year, the time that they are exposed to more, that they're the most disappointed, that they're they're most awkward, they're going through a difficult time, their longing for belonging is greater than it ever will be during the rest of their life and you don't know what they are dealing with, Hmm. then there is something of a great disconnect. If you don't know what they're dealing with, how are you going to be able to speak into their lives? Now, here's the other thing. You know, I'm convinced that most parents, especially every parent that's listening to this radio program, I am sure because it's a Christian radio program that they are from a Christian background. And I am assuming that if they're from a Christian background, they have raised their kids in a Christian home. And if they've raised their kids in a Christian home, chances are they've engaged biblical principles, uh, good morals, um, longing for good judgment, all those great things. They've tried in some way to offer their child something. Okay, all those seeds that mom and dad have sown into the life of your child— God has promised they will come to fruition, okay? So this is the time when you move into adolescence of allowing your kids to cultivate those seeds and to learn how to put those into play and to learn to take all those concepts and morals and values and apply it to the world that they're being challenged by so that they can engage and function as we would want them and desire them to in, in this new world called adolescence mm-hmm. for them. Okay, so it changes my style. I've got to move from this constant lecture into discussion. I've got to move out of telling them everything they need to know to helping them understand what they already know. I've got to help them in situations speak wisdom and let them make choices instead of me always making the choice for them. It changes drastically. It changes drastically because most of us think, well, if I just teach them one more scripture or, or get them involved in more spiritual things, then it'll keep them away from this, this jungle that they have to be prepared to survive in. That's not true. They need to take the stuff that we've already taught and apply it in their world. Hey, if you're like me, my life is busy and the time always seems short. I get distracted and many times at the end of the day, I wish I had kept what was most important on my mind. And that's why I wrote this 365-day devotional called Daily Hope for Families. To keep what is important, at the top of your priority list. Look, this book took over four years to write and four years of effort to find the right scriptures with the applicable devotions to match. I've never worked so hard on writing a book and I know that you'll want one. So where can someone go to get this daily devotional? 
Let me tell you, go to www.dailyhopeforfamilies.com. That's dailyhopeforfamilies.com. All right, we've talked about this before, but one way to do that is stop giving instructions and start asking questions. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's what works the best. You know, when you start with a question, I think it's asking that question to your child. What do you think? Listen to what they have to say and ask another question when they answer that question. Don't use a question that you're giving your child as an opportunity to share your opinion unless they ask you the question. (laughs) I mean, Scripture says that a fool delights in airing his own opinion. You know what? I don't air my opinion to kids until they ask me. And I've been, just in the last week, I've been in situations with kids listening to their discussion and how I've wanted to jump in and mm-hmm. say, okay, this is what I know. This is what I believe. Here's this what you is... need to know. Here's the wisdom you need to have. That's right. You know what? They didn't ask me. And so that's not my point. My point to be there is to have a presence so that when they get to the end of their rope and don't know what to do or, or what the next step is, they can ask me something, and then I'll be happy to give it to them. So you're laying the groundwork so that you can speak wisdom into their life, but you got to start by listening. Absolutely. You know, part of it is discussion. The other part is is creating a setting that is that is inviting where kids can respond and think out loud. Now, this may be, you know, the, the, where you say, okay, every comment's allowed. It's a brainstorming session. We're not going to limit them. And I'm not saying let them cuss and yell and scream no. and do all those things. I'm saying, let them think. And I ask the question, it may be at dinner. Hey, what do you think about this movie? What do you think about what is a current event? What do you think about the earthquake that just happened? What do you think about the tsunamis? What do you think about the fires in one place? I ask so that they think that they can share some things without me condemning them, judging them, making them feel foolish, stupid, or or totally irrelevant. I'm asking them a question, and I just look at them and shake my head, hoping that they'll come back and ask me a question. And they may not for four or five dinners, for 10 dinners, for six months of dinners. But you know what? As long as I'm asking questions, they will pick it up and they'll come back and ask me eventually. Very good indeed. All right. What if the parent doesn't feel qualified to speak wisdom? Maybe they have had some failings themselves, some sin or something they're embarrassed about in their past, and they they don't feel qualified to speak wisdom to their teens. You know what? I I think there's an opportunity for parents to share some of those things. One of the things that that is a question that's asked at every seminar that I do is, how much should I share with my kids? And I tell parents all the time, I go, we live in different times right now. Kids need to know that their parents weren't perfect so that it gives them license to not be perfect as well. They feel like they have to be perfect because we've raised them well. Now they need to know, okay, maybe I don't have to be. Maybe mom and dad did make mistakes. And so so I tell parents all the time, share some of those things in your life to help them get a better understanding of you, but to also make them feel better about themselves. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.